Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm also Hannah. And this is Hannah You're Yelling. I fuck Jack Black. I actually do stand by that. It's disrespectful to say female. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to announce that I'm not sober anymore, but quite literally my feet were submerged in blood. Not letting your kids play with Barbies sexualizes the woman's body even more. Today, we are going to talk about some things that we've learned recently. If we go off the rails, we're going to let it happen. We're going to let the train. Yes. It is a random episode at heart. Right. But we are rephrasing it. We're rephrasing it. We're, we're going to talk about some things that we have either fucked up on or realized or learned or whatever. Yes. And then we're going to let whatever happens, happens. Yes. And I wanted to start by saying I learned that – actually, there's no way to phrase this as an I learned, but I genuinely just had the best tacos of my entire life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were at this – we lived in an apartment. We took the dogs down, and there was a food truck out there. There was only three things on the menu. Perfect. And it was like Asian fusion. I was like, I'm really fucking hungry right now. Like, I'd eat anything expecting them to be shit genuinely like the tortilla was like a fried pupusa what's a pupusa i think it's like the thing that you put meat into oh i thought you came up with that that actually makes it sound more like a vagina super like a vagina (laughs) but i'm glad you had those that's awesome thank you (laughs) thank you for sharing Yeah, what did y'all have for dinner? We haven't eaten yet. I'm starving. But y'all are having red wine and steak. Red wine and steak. Nathan went to the grocery store and he came back with just red wine and steak. And I was like, shut the God fuck bless up. Him. You're so hot when you do that. Oh. Yeah, so he's making dinner. Is he going to grill? Unfortunately, no. We have, we're not allowed to have a grill. Right. Is this a yo cooking moment? A what cooking moment? Can you make a good steak? Not a chance. I get a little scared with red meat. Um, he yeah. normally handles the steaks. Another right. male task. As another male yeah. task. We'll add that to the domestic Absolutely. episode for sure. Okay, so what are some things that you've learned recently? We also didn't do the Hannah Hannah thing. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Hannah. <laughs> I'm also Hannah. And this is Hannah You're Yelling. Okay. <laughs> is, is it getting to like um, horse auction? Oh, horse That's auction. That's something I learned recently is how horse auctions work. I've gotten really into like the rodeo sports because I went to the Houston rodeo a couple times during this season and every morning when I'd like brush my teeth and get ready, I was watching bull riding videos and it is, it's just such an intense sport and it's so intriguing to me. And then of course I got into horses and horse auctionings. Okay. So interesting i anyway i couldn't disagree more i i am not remembering where this conversation we were started. trying to introduce the podcast oh right right, right. it is horse auctiony though it is it's yeah. also it almost sounds like youtube channel-y yes Welcome back to my youtube right. channel subscribe and like and sub, a little you know. bethany moda moment i don't know who that is who did you watch in like your former youtube days I honestly like. Did you I did you like, have a YouTube no, career? I never did you got on that YouTube grind? I what did you fucking watch? I was such a YouTube girly in high school, and honestly, I still you am. are a YouTube. Girly. I watched YouTube every single Not day. Me. I I just like didn't watch anything. Like I I don't fucking know. How did you entertain? Well, I didn't yourself? have a phone until like sophomore year of high school, like right. Christmas of sophomore year of high school. So I. That was kind of like the beginning and then the genuinely I did not watch anything. Like I can't I guess I kind of got on the vampire wow. diaries vibe. 
See, I wasn't there. You weren't there. That was like a Netflix thing, but that was like late. Do I need to watch The Vampire Diaries? No. Is that like something I need to do? Okay. That's like something we can glaze over. over I watched it, but I could never finish it. I kept retrying. I was obsessed. Actually, this is funny. I was obsessed with one of the vampires. Like literally like in my heart of hearts, I could have like- Like sexually? Sexually, physically, mentally, everything. Like it was one of my first loves. And- Okay. In one of the scenes, I saw his his hands, more specifically his thumb, and it was like one of those really short thumbs. <laughs> Is this a thumb hitting? <laughs> Should I not go further? But basically, it was so ugly. It gave me the biggest ick of my life. I couldn't watch Wait, the what? show. Were you were you thinking like small thumb, small penis? No, or... had nothing. I wasn't even thinking about penises at this age. I was just like, literally, I just saw his thumb and I was like, that's super small and ugly. And I couldn't look at him the same way afterwards. Like that's how I know that my icks are more of like a mental health issue it's not right, like an right, actual like right. something i should listen to <laughs> have trouble um explaining that to a therapist right you know? it will never be explained with it there's that's this thing about this thumb weird, and the guy right? vampire diaries that's why i just put I it just... out for hundreds of people to hear about <laughs> right it's just not clicking yeah. we already like super off base here no i'm loving okay. this um something that i wanted to bring up and i don't know if this is something that i've learned but Basically, I learned that I guess I'm not the server that I thought I was because last night I got a hate note <gasps> on a receipt. And it's the first time it's happened in my entire serving Shut career. Shut up. Have you ever gotten what a note? Happened? No, I've never. But tell me. This is what the note said. It said, nice person, but bad service in all caps. Bad service was in all caps. You're kidding me. I was like, bitch. What did you, did you think you were doing a bad job? I was thinking everything was totally fine. Their appetizers came out a little bit late. No fault of mine. Um, We had this whole conversation about what pasta she would get. I was like recommending one to her. I got them their drinks right away. Like everything was going completely smoothly. And then towards the end of their meal, I I did get really super busy. And they were like still eating. They still had food and stuff. So I think in my mind, I thought, oh, they're not ready for the check. But I guess they ended up having to ask someone else for the check because they were like ready to leave and like in a rush. They had a kid and yeah. stuff. Then I saw that they had put down their cards on a check and I was like, oh, shit, someone else must have gotten them the check. Like, let me go run this for them right away. So like they're clearly in a rush, you know. So I go over there to get the check and I was like, thank you so much. Like, I'm so sorry, whatever. And she goes, two boxes, please. What a I was fucking like, okay. bitch. Be right back. Like, and then I was like, thank you so much. When I dropped the checks, I cleared everything away for them. I like helped them box it up. Nice person, but bad service. I was like, let me just frame this and move on. See, no, that's one of those things where whenever you're at a restaurant and you like feel like you need something, it feels like time is moving so much slower than it actually is or so much faster than it actually is. So you're sitting there being like, oh, I've been here for 25 minutes, but it's been like five. And then also it's just that you're wanting service from someone you want it right then like they probably yeah. were like oh my kid is doing this and i need to go right now and it took you an extra yeah. three minutes to come over because they don't have the four that's totally what it to was think that you're doing a million other things yeah they also stiffed me like they left me zero dollars so like they are really you didn't serious even, like on on eighty dollars so like they clearly didn't even think i was worth like anything that i did for them wasn't worth them paying for it I dude guess. that fucking I don't know. pisses me off 
Yeah, it was pretty annoying. They had also already asked to move twice from two other mm. tables, so I know that they just aren't, yeah. you know, like total dicks. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a little shocking because I was like, shit, I've never gotten a service hate Also, note. doesn't like, it just, it never like, literally makes you feel like a terrible person, like to your core. Oh, I was like, I'm a piece of There's like shit. shame yeah. involved when it's like, it shouldn't be that way at all. Also, we were going to do this episode about how great of a server I am. And then I was like, "Mm, this is actually super preachy. But like I was feeling very confident in my abilities so much that I would put it on a podcast and like share my tips with y'all. And then I was like, let me be humbled really quickly. (laughs) You like immediately get like, let's not do that episode. That's so mean. It's like I would rather be stiffed and like no note. Also, if I was such a nice person and, you know, I was just, like, busy. Yeah, no, it's it just them like not a, understanding that there's other things, like, there's other people in the world and other things going on. And Right. It's not like a you should be fired or, like, you're ugly or you're mean. It was, like, a nice person and all, but shit job. Also, they knew you, know? you were going to get it. It's not like that goes to the manager. And it was weird, too, because I saw they were both sitting there having a full-on conversation about it and, like, mulling over whether they should give me a tip or not, I'm pretty sure. Ew. Because I was like, why is it taking them so long to sign the checks? They were just deciding what what they should write me. So anyway. That sucks. Yeah. I also, I watched the movie Fresh that you recommended in the death episode. (laughs) Horrible. Hannah, you recommended that movie straight up to our podcast girlies and we released that episode and you recommended that movie as like a totally like hey guys you should watch this movie I just had a great movie night it was so fun and I was like okay this is so cute let me sit down have a little Hulu date mm-hmm. night I was nauseous the entire fucking movie y'all she she okay. did not disclose that it was I mean I guess we can't disclose that because it would be a spoiler yeah don't say anything two can I say it has to do with human meat yeah you can But I'm telling you, it literally scared the shit out of me. And I told you that. And I also said that I never get scared by things. I'm thinking scary, though. I'm not thinking disgusting. It it was scary in the disgusting sense. It was realistic. I mean, not super realistic, but like low-key realistic. It's so embarrassing because I I had nightmares the entire night. No, I felt the same way. I haven't slept in weeks, but I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. It up. is. It was but so But isn't that like, up. okay, I know that I just, if I watch a movie, I want it to like give me an actual reaction that I can feel and I want it to last or it's not worth my time. And that's time. why you're sick in the fucking head. Yeah. You're literally sick in the head. I At the like, root of it, it's definitely <laughs> an issue. <laughs> I'm watching this movie like, oh my God, Hannah's way more mentally ill than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like I have to get her help. Wait, it's just the way that you recommended it. I was so excited to watch it. And then I was like, shit. Did you not love like Marianne not... in it, though? I mean, yeah, great acting. But like, holy shit, I, I could hardly open my eyes. Oh, I thought it was like... fantastic. I really, I do stand oh, by it. I really think you guys should watch it if you haven't seen it. It's fucked up, uh, but it's good. I don't know. Also, that guy, Maybe... like he kind of gets you. You really like him. I was very confused for the first half of the movie because I was like, what is taking? So, like the whole first quarter of the movie is like a regular love movie 
like a regular right. romance movie. And so you get so confused because I was like, maybe this isn't a scary movie. Like maybe I like don't remember what she said because it was like a while back that we had recorded the death. It's episode, really cool so. because they don't even they don't even introduce the name of the movie until like literally 40 minutes in. Like it's such an that's yeah. why I liked it is because like it's like these orangey tones and it's beautiful and it's like really right. aesthetic. Cinematic. And, like, cinematic. Yeah. But it's also like weird and creepy. I loved it. I loved it. I won't give too much away. I'm so happy for you. And you watched the whole thing, though. so disappointed. The whole oh, thing. That's awesome. Proud of you. I could hardly rip myself away from the right? horror. It kind of, like, lasts. Sorry, I'm... Anyway, I've, I've said all of my content now, so please share that something. That was all. What have you okay. learned? Um, one thing that I really wanted to say that I learned is... In class the other day, I was learning about pheromones, and I thought I would bring this up because we've been talking about pheromones, and we didn't really know that much oh, about it. Oh, very much. But rats, okay? There's this thing called a Bruce effect, and it's where- Bruce, like the name Bruce? Bruce, like the name Bruce. Okay. And it's where this a woman rat will become pregnant with a dude's- A woman rat. <laughs> I love that you're like girlifying her. You're like a, a lady a rat. A lady rat. Let them be ladies. A lady rat. <laughs> Let them be ladies. They're more than female they rats. They are. Okay? We don't call people females. They're lady rats. <laughs> um, a woman rat got... I completely <laughs> so lost my train Why are you calling it a woman rat? Because it's disrespectful to say female. <laughs> Why have you had an experience where someone has called you a female? Just about every Certainly single day of my life happen. in the military, we're called females. <laughs> to our faces. Oh, Fucking female, actually. So fun. Anyways. Back to the rats. Okay, so this woman rat, she gets pregnant with this dude rat. It's not okay. exclusive, but, you know, it's known that they're right, she's pregnant right. with his his baby. Definitely. Then she goes and smells another man's, a rat man's pheromone. <laughs> <laughs> also, pheromones are in their pee, which I didn't know, which is, like, weird. Because, piss like, kink in the piss chat. Piss kink in the chat. And so, anyways, he's, she smells another dude's piss, which is the pheromones. Yeah. Spontaneous. Not her baby Not her baby daddy's. Piss. Another dude. It spontaneously okay. aborts her child so <gasps> that she can have a child with this new rat. That's called the Bruce effect. Spontaneous abortion because of pheromones. It's the craziest thing. It doesn't happen in oh humans. My God. Or at least they haven't seen it happen in humans. How far along is she? I don't really know. We didn't get into the Has details. she had the baby shower? Has she? Yeah, she's done the whole gender reveal. Right. It's, it's hard. Yeah. No. She's far down the it's line. It's crazy, though. Isn't that insane and, like, so accessible for <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> That is like so accessible. Accessible health care for rats. But isn't that just the craziest thing you've ever heard? Like pheromones That's can make you spontaneously abort a child. I mean, in rats. That is but... actually so bizarre. Yeah. And I feel like it like makes me question everything I've ever known about abortion because it's like, God. Is that you? Is that you? Yeah. No, it's interesting. And I also just thought that it was really interesting that pee is pheromones. Like, I. So right. when we smell each other's pheromones. It's really smelling... the urine. And okay. I don't, I don't okay. like necessarily like that. Right. I actually super Yeah. Hate and does that, that mean that if you're less cleanly, I can smell your pheromones more, per se? Right. Right. Also, how also, much I pee feel do like you women... have on you just like day to day? Right. That's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. And I feel like women maybe have more residual pee Really? I'm than thinking men. men because they don't wipe. Oh, that's true. It's kind of a dripping situation. Right. You know, I heard that piss kinks, the only way 
Mm, I guess it's not the only way. I don't know if this is like clinical or anything, mm-hmm. but they basically develop because someone started joking about a piss kink and then it it like you start joking about it so much that it gets hot that in your mind it it gets hot. So I'm so scared to joke too much about a piss kink because I really am not trying to develop one. You know what it's, I mean? Let's not kink shame. Let's. Oh my god, you're so right. You're so right. Actually, be. let me not say that on the. <laughs> Actually, that was fairly. That shaming, was pretty y'all. shameful. <laughs> that was very shaming. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Let me not. Let me let me redact that, y'all. If you have a piss kink, I am going to actively work on accepting you. <laughs> she laughs. No, I, another thing that I've learned recently, um, thanks to some of our DMs, is that it can be very healthy to put rocks up your pussy. <laughs> yes. Thank you and shout out to everyone giving feedback on yeah. that. We we did mention in a previous episode that we were not in the mental, <laughs> we did not have the mental capacity yet to put rocks up our pussy, but maybe after some therapy, we will be there. And I appreciate the recommendation. We've even gotten some, like, um, specific rocks that we can put up there. Yes. awesome. I am so excited to give this a try for the podcast. And I think it will be too inappropriate to review, but maybe on the one-year anniversary, we'll really get into it. Sure. It's a date, girl. What else have you learned? Um, I learned a few weeks ago, actually, that dreams kind of have a grip on me, okay. you could say. Okay, tell me more. And I I actually came to you for help with this one, but oh. basically I had a dream. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and I'm fully past this now. I'm I'm in love with Colton. I'm fully past this. But I had a dream about someone that I used to work with. It was a a line cook in the kitchen. <laughs> at the restaurant that he used to Mm -hmm. work in. I genuinely have not thought of this person for probably two years. And I'm having this dream. We are in an empty parking lot and he is holding me as we are going, we're on the skateboard (laughs) together. It's just gonna continue to get more cringe. So like we can, you know. It's so (laughs) embarrassing. We're on a skateboard together and it just felt like the most romantic thing to have ever happened to me. Like he was wrapping his arms around me and we're on the skateboard and we're like going down the whole parking garage and it was like so beautiful. And in the dream, I knew I couldn't be with him because I have a boyfriend and like all this and that. And I like really wanted to kiss him, but I like knew I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And then there was so much sexual tension, a forbidden love. And then he's like hugging me goodbye. It's this whole thing. I literally woke up and I actually felt like I cheated on Colton. I was like, oh my God. And of course I told him right away. And he was like, oh babe, it's just a dream. Like he was so unfazed by it. And I was like, this has a spiritual grip on my life for the next two days I was like oh my god she was like texting me actually freaking the fuck out and I'm like dude I was no worries like it's literally looking back on it it's I'm so embarrassed well if if because I don't have the feeling anymore because it fades so quickly but like genuinely it was gripping me for like two days that I had never had an experience that romantic well because it's your brain is creating it so of course it's going to be the best experience of your life it was euphoric. It was so euphoric. And I'd just like to give a little context as well. Um, she showed me a picture of him. He looks very similar Hang to Jack up. Black. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which is so fun. It's like literally it's oh, fine, guys. <laughs> it's super not fine. It's super 
were not fine because it was I wasn't believing her. She was like, "Oh, he, she, he totally looks like that guy from that movie, you know, that Kung actor Fu Panda, Jack Black." And I was like, "That's so rude." And then you showed me a picture of Jack Black, and I was like, "Shit!" Yeah. Like he looks exactly Which, like. Which there's Jack absolutely Black. no hate for Jack Black. Jack Black is a talented oh, no. actor, and he's very, very much a king. <laughs> I'd fuck Jack Black. I actually do stand by that. <laughs> I know she's being I think honest. We're into different kind of people. I think we we're are. into different types of people. She's into the Jack we Blacks are. of the world, and I'm just not. And. <laughs> We'll, we'll point out people all the time that we're like, oh, my God, that guy is so hot. And Hannah was like, like, she thinks it's, like, not the guy that I'm playing Yeah, to. she'll always be like, like out of those three different. people, who's the hottest? And then I'll be like, literally none. And then she'll be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We have a fun, we have, okay. we do have a fun little thing of just rating people in public, which is, like, really yeah. odd. Um, it's so objective, super objectifying. Sure. We have to actually, and I'm sure if a man ever did that to me, I would be like, "Back the fuck yeah, up!" Yeah, that's buddy. unacceptable. Really, that's actually something right. we should change. We should, we should. We're we're having a little bit of a double standard yeah. there, but hey, this episode is about learning, and it's <laughs> and all we're really doing. Okay. So, um, okay, <laughs> what else have I learned? Can I talk about Jack or not Jack Black? Elon Musk, or was that yours? <laughs> you can talk about Jack. Black. <laughs> I already did. You can talk about Elon Musk in. In the light of how I've been bringing up Elon yes. Musk and how you've been learning from yes. me. Yes. So um, Hannah has been recently, she deleted TikTok, and now she's absolutely gripped by this one Vogue interview with with Grimes and Elon Musk or whatever the fuck. And yeah. I, I hung out with her. I think it was a Vanity Fair interview. Sorry, Vanity actually. Fair. I, I But if you want to look it up. Y- yeah. Right, right. Um, and... <laughs> It was almost like she had nothing else to say this weekend Mm. other than something (laughs) from this fucking Vanity Fair (laughs) article. She just Mm. told me just about everything I needed to know. But one thing that I did learn from this this content that she was telling me about is that um, Elon Musk has, like, actually so many children with so many different women, and I had no idea. I feel like it's to be expected, but wow. But the only one that we know about is that fucking ex-kid that has the weird Xylophone name. Or... I'm going to look up how many... I meant to do this before the episode, but I want to look up how many kids Elon Musk actually has. And they're all boys, although he just had a girl with a surrogate. Wait, so he didn't have the girl with Grimes? No, she did. He did. Oh, but it's, it was I forget you can literally have a person give birth to yeah. your sperm and egg. I was like, you know what? I've already shamed piss kinks. Let me not yeah, shame surrogacy in the same surrogacy. episode. <laughs> yeah, I also learned that he lives in like a lot of little houses that aren't expensive houses, which is interesting to me because he has all the money in the world and he lives in like little shacks. He has eight kids. That's insane. Where are all these kids? Are they in the little shacks with him? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt that he's I, seeing his children. I'm going to do some more Elon Musk research this week. Yeah, guys, we are uneducated on Elon Musk's family life. Right. That's clear. And it's not important. It's super not important. Okay. Fuck the rich. What do you want to talk about? (laughs) Okay. Um, This weekend, Hannah and I went out to dinner. And I made reservations at a very nice restaurant. Probably one of the nicest we've ever eaten at. We were celebrating the podcast. I sat down and looked at the menu and I said, you know what sounds really good is this little pasta dish called pork cheek ragu. Yeah, and hear I'm that again. Maybe hear that again one second. It's pork cheek. Pork cheek ragu. Right. Right. I also I don't eat pork, but I'm thinking maybe it's a sauce. Okay, because do you know what ragu is? I do know what Just ragu is. Just answer honestly. <laughs> okay, what is ragu? Isn't it like a sauce? <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. Well, it was. Was there any sauce on that pasta? It was like wet meat is what it was. <laughs> it was literally wet kibble. Like mm, it was. That's it was a great like way to put it, food. actually. And I genuinely think it was an actual cheek of a pork. Yeah. Of a of a pig. Sorry. Of a pork. <laughs> no, I think because when she, when she picked it out, I was just kind of rolling with the punches at this point. Like I'd probably eat anything, but. I was definitely not expecting her to go with the pork cheek ragu because we were yeah. kind of doing a sharesies moment. Yeah, we were. Um, so, yeah, we got the pork cheek ragu. Lot of pork cheek, not much ragu. And Right. And then we also got a a, a roasted cauliflower, which was just a, a whole cauliflower mm-hmm. on a plate. It was super that spicy. That had been in an oven at some point. Yeah. It was incredibly spicy and it had some nuts on it. And it might be an us issue. It might be just that we're not I good think it at- was just shit. Yeah. That's I fair. think at a nice restaurant, you go in thinking that you're going to eat such nice food that whenever it comes out, you're like, maybe it's just I don't have as nice of taste yeah. they as get away everyone with else a lot. here. I, th- I really, really think that they do. Our cocktails were phenomenal, Because who would send though? something back? Like, no one – like, yeah. if you're at that nice of a restaurant, no one's going to be like, oh, I don't – Exactly. I don't vibe with this. Yeah. But it was fun other than that. Other than the pork cheek. It was. And I did actually have a cocktail, which – Maybe we should get into. Share your truth. You guys, let me just share my truth for a minute, okay? I'm I'm thinking damp lifestyle is Hannah was hit that one on the nose. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give this one over to her and say, You were right, I was wrong. Um, I don't think it's that way. I think that you actually did go sober for over two months. I did. And for people who are upset about the use of the word sober, that I would like to ask them what other word we should have used in that in that context. Right. Because going cold turkey on alcohol is sober. Yeah. I do understand that there's kind of an issue with saying going sober in the light of like alcoholism and I think a lot of people took it that way it's very hard to explain the other week I got asked how to a little happy hour with my coworkers, and I was like oh yeah like I'm sober but I'm happy to go with y'all like just have a good time and the issue is that I say that I'm sober and the next thing that they expect is for me to be saying that I'm an AA and not just that but to completely dump all of your trauma on them about alcoholism or something right and then they'll respect you like right it it just comes down to that's the only word right yeah I just thought that it would be a lot easier for me to say that I was sober than to say no after two drinks or after whenever I was comfortable exactly and to confront other people and it turns out that it's actually not easier because then I'm having to confront people and prove myself by doing a lot of explaining about a lifestyle that I've chosen that honestly has nothing to do with anyone else. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I've had a margarita and maybe I don't need to announce that I'm not sober anymore, but I'm just going to be damp, guys. Well, it was was interesting because that was something that we like – this weekend when we were promoting or whatever and reach like talking with different people when people are looking at the podcast like one of the first things from a random person was like oh my gosh you're sober like who's sober and we were like oh it's her and everyone got really uncomfortable and that's the whole thing is that it's like that's what sobriety is to a lot of people is alcoholism and it is a sober lifestyle to completely cut out alcohol but the connotation is there that you have an issue with alcohol and you don't But for some reason, that's what people want out of you is like some sort of explanation as to why you're going sober. And 
or why I'm not sober anymore or like right. why I'm like drinking a cocktail or and it created an even it deeper be. issue of now you're like having to explain why you're sober or explain why you're not drinking or all these things and really what it comes down to is just that people aren't respecting your boundaries and exactly it's also like the anomaly of like you don't see 20 somethings being like oh I'm gonna choose to not drink alcohol because it's best for me yeah and so that's why everyone's concerned they're like what the hell you're a 20 something who's not drinking but I should have said I'm like going on a diet or something (laughs) no no now you I mean we fully learned from it I learned from it too is like Oh, I learned so much. People don't really respect your fucking boundaries. And I was one of those people yeah. at, at some points. And so now it's like, I don't know. I still think it was a great thing. Like you, I I, I like love my little damp lifestyle moment. But I also have never had the issue of saying no to people like you have. Yeah. I think I learned that it's just not easier to be sober. And that's 100% what I thought it would be. Yeah. Kind of trying to hide behind that. Yeah. And I think I also learned that alcohol is never not going to be an issue in our lives. It's Mm -hmm. never not going to be a thing. Yeah. I know. It's kind of a bummer, but it's also relieving to know that it's it's literally what you want to do with your life. Yeah. We were in a really hot day in the sun and someone was like, we should go to Chewy's. And I was like, fuck, I want a margarita. Yeah. And I just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And Hannah was like, you said it yourself. This is what you want. You want a margarita. So let's get a margarita. Like it's not a big deal. And I was like, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is we just haven't centered it in our lives anymore. Like it's not like, oh, when we hang out, yeah. we need to drink. Now it's like, yeah. do you want to get a fancy ass, cute ass fucking cocktail with me or should we not? And yeah. Either, either way is still a really fun day or a really fun night together. Yes. And it used to not be that way. Yeah. But now you're gonna now you're gonna learn to set those hard boundaries. Yeah. Ugh, not the even harder lesson. <laughs> I don't wanna deal with this. No. I think it's also good that you're being transparent on the podcast because we could have gone without saying this or talking about it and then it would have just come True. off as like this easy little thing that you did. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Whatever. And reason. apparently it's not easy to go back to where I was either. Cause <laughs> right. I just feel guilty as fuck for drinking. No. No reason to feel guilty. So something I've learned recently is I definitely super duper have a sensory issue. Okay, share. One, I didn't know this was a real thing. I won't say where I learned it, but I learned it. I've always (laughs) had a mad issue with sand, okay? And with the ocean. And with um, sand in the bed or... Let right. me just like restart over because that's like really not explaining a sensory issue. <laughs> I basically have a sensory issue. I've realized I hate concerts. I hate sand. I hate a lot of like really just general things that a lot of people don't have issues with. And I just. How think- are we feeling about wool sweaters? bad like I don't own one I've always had okay. to like I'm really weird about things on my fucking skin and noise yeah I'm okay with like taste and like well not great with taste I'm okay with taste and smell but everything else like touch and sound I would not even say you're okay with smell actually because that's fair and why would you say that well you did work in a meat market so I did oh this is a great segue guys I used to work in a meat market during the the dead she of did. COVID. I, she was a butcher. I was a butcher. <laughs> on the American front lines. <laughs> so I, It I was, was so funny, too, because when you got that job at the grocery store, we were all like, she is keeping America going. <laughs> like, it was during the dark 
period It was during the darkest the part of COVID, and I had nothing to do, and I was, like, on top of all of my siblings in my, like, rental home, and I was like, I have to get out of here, and the only option was working at HEB which was our local grocery store. And so it's the only thing that was open. I applied and it was like a fast track. Like they were struggling. And so they did like a fast track, like literally two day hiring program training you. And you were trained on absolutely everything so that they could put you anywhere at any store. And so I was traveling to all these different stores across <laughs> Texas. And one day okay, I showed traveling up. Traveling boss bitch. That boss bitch little travel moment. Um, <sighs> I really did. That was a prideful moment for me. That was a, I was really like yeah keeping america we were worshiping you also didn't you have a uh paper for your car that said like america's frontline worker or something or like it literally did i don't know if it it said america's frontline worker but it did say something about a front line it was like like, because we had a curfew oh right holy shit we had a curfew what what was it called what was it called necessary essential you were an essential worker worker. i was an essential worker i worked in the uh i was bagging groceries No, you were butchering cows. Uh, yeah, one week I showed up and they were like, you're all I've got. You're going in the butcher block. And I was like, I'll kill myself right <laughs> here. And I literally was the only girl. I was the only like one under the age of 45. I was the only one. Who I can't imagine the vibes in there. Was under like five foot vibes. seven. And I quite literally was chopping <laughs> meat and bones and my feet were submerged in blood. Like. This is not an exaggeration. I was an essential worker. So you were doing more more of like a meat processing. Yes, a lot of grinding, a lot of packaging. Oh my God. Um there was a lot no of No wonder fish. you felt so okay with that movie, Fresh. Oh yeah. The movie Fresh is very similar to working in a meat market. <laughs> And I remember there was this one man who worked there who was kind of like the head honcho, like the big guy, like he's there making the calls for the meat processing. Just exactly what you'd expect. Super tall, had the huge like overall situation on. He was truly right. like one of the kindest people I'd ever met. And he was just like, really? you're doing great. He was so supportive of me. King. He was a king. And it was something I would never, ever, ever, ever do again. Well, how were your sensory issues in that environment? Or did they develop sometime I'm, after? No, I've definitely had, I've just, I think I'm a high functioning sensory issue girl. I think that I've had Heard. sensory issues from the day I was fucking born. And it just makes yeah. life slightly more um, intolerable and annoying. Annoying. <laughs> like everything is annoying. Like I have serious irritation. Like me and Nathan went to the beach for spring break and it was pretty much hell on earth for me because I was like <laughs> super sandy. And for some reason that just like yeah. triggers me to the end of the earth. And I also have this uh-huh. weird thing where I feel like everyone's looking at me if I'm sandy. <laughs> Mm, okay. I don't know why, but I feel like they're, like, noticing that I'm sandy, and it just, like, really bothers me, and I don't know. It's Everyone's always like, I love the beach, and I've just never liked it. It always, like, rubs me the wrong way, and I really hope that there's somebody else who feels that way who might DM me and say that I'm I'm not special, but... (laughs) For real. It's very hard to enjoy God's greatest creations whenever God made you have an issue with them. Yeah. So this is God's fault that I have a it weird really thing is. with sensor. I'm trying to think of other like I <laughs> 
recently me and Nathan went to ACL and I've always hated ACL. Like, I just don't know why people like it. Nathan loves it. And so it's like very much a thing I want to do for him. And so I looked up some things to help me with my like sensory problem. And so I was literally like an old woman with my chair and my headphones in, my earplugs. Oh my God. I was just like a little iPad kid and I would like sit in the way back of the music. sunglasses and your hat. Exactly. And I would let Nathan go do his thing and then he'd come back to me and I'd be like, I was doing great sitting on the ground. I'm feeling very grounded. So. What has helped your sensory issues the most or are they still just raging? Definitely sound. Like if I keep headphones in or something, that really helps. Really? Yeah. Like on planes, I put noise canceling headphones in and I... Noise canceling headphones scare the shit out of me. Really? Because I don't like not knowing my surroundings. I don't like going to the gym with noise canceling headphones because I'm like, what if someone comes in and I don't hear them? You know? Well, that's definitely... I mean, that's definitely like a good safety measure. But for me, I'm like, if I... feel like when I'm in a plane and I like feel the the sensation of the the plane moving I'm like the plane is working way too hard for this to be okay right now I just feel like the plane shouldn't be rumbling and jumbling so much and since I'm already fully out of control which is something I super struggle with I have to put my little headphones in and pretend like nothing's happening it's kind of like a let's disassociate together moment yeah. And the sounds, like anytime there's like a little bit of a sound or like there's like the wing is making a noise, I'm like, oh my God, this fucker's going down. And so my yeah. headphones help with that. So found out I had a sensory issue, but hashtag working on it. Hashtag doing exposure therapy in the meat market. It was one Unique week. experience? <laughs> Unique experience. Was that just me, guys? I don't know if I brought this up on another episode, but I learned that in one of my classes... I just keep bringing my fun facts to the podcast, but... Yeah, please do. That there's a theory that the reason that we don't have memories as children is because we didn't have the language to, like, create the memories in our heads, and we can only have things in our heads that we have, like, words for. Interesting. And how sometimes you can, like, remember back to, like, feelings that you had when you were really, really young, but it wasn't an actual, like, you can't put words to it because you didn't have the words. And think about, like, every memory you've ever had. You have to say it through words, don't you? I mean, obviously, like, you see it and you feel it, but, like... Right. Maybe the only reason we see and feel it is because there's actual language That's to describe so it. That's so fascinating. That and is so, so fascinating. There's just a theory out there that talks about that, and I just thought that was that really That also makes me think about all the, the deaf people that grow up with language deprivation because a lot of deaf people grow up and they're not taught sign language right away, mm-hmm. and they just don't have any access to language. Like, I wonder if they... There might be a lot of But maybe because they there. process their world in a different way that's not auditory. Maybe they, like, have... Right. Because they do, like, if you have deaf parents and they use sign language, like, they babble in sign language and they learn sign language. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very – like, they have the language. Yeah, but if deaf kids are born to hearing parents – Right. They don't learn it as quickly otherwise. It's very interesting. I don't know. very interesting. It makes me kind of sad if that's the case, but – What is your first memory? I have a lot of, like, those memories where you're like, was that a dream or was that real? Do you know that? Right. Or was it a picture that was in an old picture yeah. that my parents yeah. described or like, have to I me seen, as a memory? Or have I been told this story so many times that I've just created the memory itself? Right. Right. But the closest memory that I have is I was like in my bed and I had this 
terrible dream that my mother was taken away by a witch and we were put in two separate castles. It was super traumatic. It was kind of like a Rapunzel Dreams situation. Dreams be gripping us. Do Dreams they not? be gripping me. Um, and so I was in this little castle situation and then I remember crying and crying and crying and then I woke up from my dream and my mom got me and like took me into my mom and dad's bedroom. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Like that's my memory. But I, oh, I that's, just like that's don't think it actually happened, but maybe it did. Who knows? I, I'll have to ask I'm my sure mom. it did, especially if it was a dream because no one else could have told you that you had that dream. You know what I mean? Like that was your experience. True. It could have been a TV show though. Like it could have mm, been anything. Maybe. What about you? Wizard of Oz moment. Yeah. What was your first? I have a very distinct memory, and I know for a fact this is a memory because there's no pictures or anything. Okay. I lived in this house in California. There was a wall between our house and our neighbor's house, and there was a playhouse that we'd climb up on top of to get over the wall. I remember climbing over the playhouse to go over to their house for lunch. We're sitting down at lunch. The mom asked us if we'd like salami or bologna, and I didn't know the difference between the two. So I said bologna, and then I got a bologna sandwich, and it was absolutely revolting. Well, that makes sense. That's very emotionally charged. Oh, it was incredibly emotionally charged. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Fuck. I should have said salami. Like, also, who's feeding their kids bologna? What is bologna? Did you learn that in the meat market? We don't sell bologna, it's not real. I think that's why I remember it is because I remember feeling so guilty because I was like my mom would have chosen the salami because bologna is oh, like probably it wasn't really unhealthy mom, it was for like me. The other mom, yeah, the other mom. Interesting. That's yeah. a great first memory. Thank you. I thought about this in the car today. Okay. Maybe this can be our last interesting conversation, and then we can just piece this whole episode together in an absolute hodgepodge. I that fucking it is. hope so. Yeah. I want to know what was your favorite toy growing up. Oh, that is such a good question. So my mom would do this thing where she would get us a new toy if we went on a plane ride. And we didn't go on plane rides very often, but it was kind of to keep us to shut the fuck up. And she had like two kids that were literally within two years of each other, me and my brother. So she got me this toy once and it was like a four hour plane ride. And it was this little baby doll that you could put clothes on. And she had a little bathtub and all the little soaps and like little things that were miniatures, which... Oh my god, I still go absolutely ape shit for a miniature something. Like I love miniatures. Ape shit. Yeah. And so it was this little baby doll and it was like it could go in the bathtub and it could put a little hair cap on and it could like it was oh my just god. my it was euphoric. I loved it so much and I I still remember it. I love that you knew that right away. You were like I absolutely I'm telling, know my I genu- like I do think about it a lot. I like I think wow. about like this is a side note, but I just think about like, as children, we had like intense fucking emotions as kids. Oh my god, yeah. Like the like absolute urge to play with something. Like when have I yeah. when will I ever get that again? <laughs> like I just wanna like fucking play with yeah. something. Wait, wh- what did you play? Like just in what general? did your dolls play? Oh yeah, like what was the what did they do? You know? What did okay. you make them do? I mean, I feel like it was everything under the sun. There was storefronts. There was small business owners. There was there was everything. I, there was Did veterinarians. Did that there was always like a natural disaster? Oh, that sure. that was like a super theme. Sure. There <laughs> always had to. Every single fucking time. It had to be traumatic. It, it was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was putting my Barbies through it. I wasn't allowed to have Barbies. Because I, well, mine were I, hand-me-downs for my cousins. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. My mom thought they were too sexual. 
Yeah. Yeah, I had oh one God. brat, like the sluttiest brats of sluts. Brats were for the baddie girls. Brats for, for the fucking baddies. And I had one brat. It didn't have like hardly any clothes. And oh my God, slut. it was like I would only take it out when I knew my parents were going to come check on me in the basement. Oh my God. Like it was like a special moment with me and my brat. I feel like not letting your kids play with Barbies sexualizes the woman's body even more because my mom kept saying little girls shouldn't play with big girl bodies or like like she'd always say that you know what I mean and like just because they had boobs they were suddenly inappropriate but at the same time weren't kids always like making Barbies fuck like have you seen all the vines Um, and the TikToks and everything like everyone is just making Barbies do some fucked up shit but it's because kids are exploring and there's no reason like just right maybe it's because we sexualized Barbie in the first place so true also, how do kids know that Barbies fuck? Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I would always play that there was a natural disaster. And it was like, it had to be like a hurricane or a tornado mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was coming through or a tsunami. Tsunami was very common. Right. And then I played with the little calico critters. Oh, I don't know those. The little, um, they're also called Sylvanian dolls, I think. I never called them that. But their little calico critters were my absolute favorite. And then also Littlest Pet Shops. I would kind of play the same thing. Little. I had a massive collection. And I would drug deal trade them with my friends too. I'm like so jealous. Literally every single time I had friends over, we would like be trading our shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so they would always have to, during the natural disaster, my Littlest Pet Shops or my calico critters, they would always have to pick three things that they they would because I think I got told some sort of story whenever I was really young that was like these people had to evacuate during the hurricane and they could only take the three things that they wanted the most and so okay. I always had to make every single time that's what I played I like don't remember ever playing Isn't anything it different so fucked up that they had to be in a natural disaster every single time to stimulate my little mind yeah yeah no I did the same thing it always had to be like something like super fucked up i won't go into detail yeah. but it was fucked up the shit that i would come yeah. up with there's this account on tiktok actually that like plays with the quote-unquote plays with the like sylvanian dolls the calico critters wait those but are it's the like an adult like, storyline soft felt animals yes they're soft they're felt yes. and then all the stuff in the little house is ultra mini it's so tiny i'm so jealous guess what what i kept all of it to give to my kids. I kept all Hannah, of them. I Every single play with one. It. I like genuinely want to play. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, I need to get it from my mom's house and like just have it to heal my inner child a little bit. I Wait, need to play with it. Let's live stream us playing with the calico critters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm also God. not kidding. Right. It would also actually, I would actually love to play with that. It's like, yeah. you need to find an adult way that's appropriate. And I've thought about building miniatures so many times. Whenever I'm like, oh, I want to play with something, it's like I, everything uh-huh. feels so wasteful now. Like I used to right. make bookmarks like nobody's business. And now I'm like, where oh. are all my bookmarks going to go? Like nowhere. Right. I'm just going to waste right. paper. I don't need them. We used to exactly. do things as children for no reason other than for I ourselves. Know. We don't That's do like that anymore. Really sad. I remember I, I went on like a run the other day sad. and I ran by a little creek yeah. and there was like tadpoles yeah. in there. I would have put my fucking hands all up in there if I was a child. I would have been like gulping up little tadpoles. Right. And now I just like walk by it and I'm like, yeah. Were you craving to do that at all? I was craving to want to do it. Like I was like literally right. wondering, right? Why? Right. Where is my? Why don't I have the drive to like play right. anymore? Like where is that? 
and it's also like I think I was thinking maybe it's because like we we just know things now. Like I know what moss is. I know what water is. I know what like I know what hmm. everything is. Maybe I don't need to explore it anymore. Yeah, you're not discovering it. That's a good but point. That's, that's just a really good point. Truly devastating. Yeah, I just remember as a child because I'd always play with my cousin like every time I went Mm -hmm. to visit her and I remember leaving one trip and being like I feel like whenever I come back next summer I'm not going to be able to do this anymore and it was like so sad because I could like feel it leaving I remember having that thought yeah yeah and I was like this is so sad because it's not as fun yeah I remember every time I saw my cousin's it was like less and less rewarding or like it was fun but it was like different yeah it was like you're forcing it almost yes it was that forcing moment this has come to a very depressing end are we ending on this I think that was quite fun I think we absolutely should I think we need to get out there we need to play I'm gonna go get the (laughs) the dolls from my mom's house okay and maybe you you need to bring your barbies and your brats doll because we need to like unpack that Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we had so much fun chatting with you guys. What I ask of you is just to stick with us because it's only going right, to get right. better. No promises here. Yeah, I do feel like we've gotten worse <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs>